0: Oh, did you have any ideas for the cold open this week? Just me. And
1: a picture of Scooby-Doo in Chad's cave. Well, that was lame. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I'm your host, Diesel. Joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of the Light and gobble, gobble, mofos, we have the Dadalac Chad.
0: Hello, everyone. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Or... If you're watching this after Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, hopefully, you got some good turkey naps. And there's, uh, I won't be. I have too much things going on in the next couple days that I don't have any room in my schedule for a nap, unfortunately. But uh, yeah,
0: football. Last week,
1: last week, what did we do? We both went 10 and 4. And I told you we were going to split our four picks. And the way it worked out, Chad got the first two, then I got the second two, which is weird because going into Sunday Night Football, I'm like, crap, I'm going to lose a game to Chad, if not two,
0: or four. Or four.
1: (laughs) But no, it turned out that uh, the teams I needed to win just held on by the skin of their teeth.
0: And Yeah, one of them held on and one of them needed a last second touchdown (laughs) to, uh, you know, win the game. By
1: the skin of their teeth. God. So that brings my record to 101-65, and 65, and Chad's record is 106-60. and 60. So we're both back up over 60%. I mean, Chad's been living over, over 60%. Well, that too, we broke the 100 mark this week as well. Yeah! Woo. Chad's been living in over 60% for a while now. I'm finally back over 60%, so I'll call it a win. I'm no longer failing. So. Hey,
0: Nice D for you and a nice D for me as well for a couple of double Ds.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you actually have like a solid D. I have D minus, but hey, still not, failing. Still uh, not how, failing. How did your locks go, especially that golden lock of the week that you picked last week?
0: Hey, Thank you for hey, that, by the way. No problem. And <laughs> throw the graphic up. Bye. Uh, As you can see, we can have a merry go F yourself MVS because if you just would have caught that ball, there would have been no red on our ledger this week. Yes, we would have pushed still because uh, Chicago lost the game by three, but they only had to win or lose the game by three. It was fine. And then all of the rest of our locks hit. Baltimore obviously won by more than three the over hit in that game because it hit over 50 even with Browning in there for the Bengals the Pittsburgh Steelers are the ones who uh, lost by three but that was a push our silver lock hit with San Francisco our bonus lock of Jacksonville hit and obviously good job me Green Bay rode with them and though they probably could have lost that game if that receiver would have caught the ball there at the end He didn't, so it doesn't matter. So the golden lock got right. Then the only game we got wrong this week was Kansas City. And as I said, could have gotten it right and MBS just caught that damn ball that was right there in his hands. How do you drop that ball, MBS? You're terrible.
1: I used to ask that question every single Sunday. And the second the Packers decided like, yeah, you're not worth resigning, I was happy to see him off my team, and when I saw that the Chiefs signed him for ten million a year, I'm like, "You guys are suckers." He's fast, and that's about it.
0: He must have a really, really good agent. Like whoever his agent is is not making enough money because there's no way that he gets ten no, he's million dollars. Probably got dollars from Scott Boris Probably. So, I
1: mean, he is making way too much money. Or is that the baseball one? Yeah, that's the baseball one. Who's the? Ah, man.
0: I could not tell you. I, I do not know. I'm sure if you say it, I would know it. But
1: No, I feel like an idiot. All I can think of is back in the day when he was repping TO with the. When he went to the Eagles, when he was doing the sit ups in, uh,
0: in his driveway, the push ups.
1: It's going to come to me by the end of this episode, I swear. And then I'm well. just going to shout it out. And then, yeah. Scott Boris is definitely the baseball guy. I think. Well, I can't, I can't wait for forever. you to
0: figure it out, Diesel.
1: Anyways, let's talk about some football. It is Thanksgiving. They're now calling it the John Madden Classic, which I like. I, like I heard it, yeah. them talk about that on Sunday. That the three games on Sunday are part of the John Madden Classic. To shame that name. I. I don't really like Thanksgiving football as much as I used to, because like, then it, like, takes away from Sunday. Then you don't have, like, Red Zones, Lamer, and it's, I mean, it's nice to have, like, because it's a day off. It's nice to have some games. But, I don't know. I wish that those teams that played on Thursday could also play on Sunday. they make yeah, it a little better. Yeah,
0: that's totally legitimate. Yeah, you get a Thursday game and a Sunday game. It'll
1: be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um... Let's move on to the first game, and it's always the first game on Thanksgiving, and that's the Lions. We have the four and six Green Bay Packers traveling to the eight and two Detroit Lions. First time Detroit has been eight and two since I think it was 1968 was the stat. So uh, crazy. They've been bad like our parents' entire lives. <laughs> Not just yeah. our entire lives. That's crazy. Uh, They've been bad for two generations. Seven and a half points is the over-under. Or no, the Lions are favored by seven and a half points. Over-under is 46 and a half. And the fan vote has the Lions at 96%. And I really want to pick the Packers. Like, I had a good feeling about the Packers last week. And I think they did a lot of good things against uh, L.A. last week, they didn't play a perfect game, but they played a lot better game than what they've been playing. Jordan Love had the best performance of his season.
0: First 300-yard game ever.
1: Yeah, and first 300-yard game for the Packers passing game since – it was 38 games was the streak. About, uh, Yeah, almost two full seasons – maybe it was 36 games. Almost two full seasons without a 300 – and that's with Aaron Rodgers too.
0: Yeah, you uh, really shit the bed last year. They were bad.
1: Yeah. yeah, I want to pick Green Bay, and maybe if the Detroit-Chicago game wouldn't have happened last week, I'd be more, like, willing to take Green Bay, but <laughs> Chicago ruined it for us. They, they should have won that game, idiots, number one, but they ruined it for us because that was our job to come in on Thanksgiving and do that to them. Now they're going to be prepared, and yeah. they're not going to let it happen again. Uh, plus, the Packers aren't ha- don't have uh, Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon is questionable. Manuel Lewis or Manuel Wilson. Manuel Lewis, that's Webster. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Webster Webster and Cohen. Manuel Wilson. Uh, He's also out, who's their third-string running back. So they called up Patrick Taylor from the practice squad. They also added James Robinson. Uh, yeah, that guy to the 53-man roster. Uh, Luke Musgraves got placed on IR because that tough son of a bitch like, tore up his abdominal in the game and just kept on playing. Yep. Didn't tell Last nobody did until me. after the game. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is out. Like, the Packers are beat up, so I just, I don't don't see it happening. I do think they will play better than they were playing when they had their four-game losing streak because it seems like they're trending upward. They have a very favorable schedule down the stretch, so, like, an eight-win season is still not out of the question for this team. And they're starting to figure it out at the right time, like, all those games that they lost, those close games, that I said were learning experiences and they need to learn how to win, they kind of did that on Sunday. Like, yeah, there were mistakes made by the Chargers, like that drop pass when he was wide open for a touchdown. Yeah, and Keenan
0: Allen dropped a touchdown as well. but And Austin Eckler fumbled the ball on the snap and then that led to uh, him fumbling the ball on the goal line. <laughs>
1: But that doesn't take away how well the Packers actually did play though. Their defense played really well. Their offense was like when Jones and Wilson went out in the first half, I'm like, oh crap. Now like they're just going to play against the pass all day and yeah, that didn't work Um, because Jordan Love just tore them up. Uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson both had touchdowns and we finally got to see Tucker Kraft or other rookie tight end do something. So. There's a lot of promise with this team, but they're not going to beat Detroit.
0: Yeah, I I don't have a lot to add to this. I think you're 100% right that the almost loss to Chicago this past week was definitely bad news for the Packers. Because if they just would have gone in there and blown out the Chicago Bears, you're right. They probably would have been riding a little too high this week. And picking the Packers might have been a smart call. But now... They almost lost, and they won a game that they clearly should not have won. They lost the turnover battle. They got beat for three and three quarters of a quarter, and then somehow the Bears, well, they're the Bears, and they found a way to bears the game up, just like the Chargers do. So, yeah, the Lions are winning this game. Aiden Hutchinson is trying to put up a, you know, Defensive Player of the Year candidacy, and with the safeties and the sacks, he is like the next coming of J.J. Watt, so hopefully he can stay healthier than J.J. did, because Aiden Hutchinson is fun to watch, even though he runs like Waluigi. Doesn't matter, makes me (laughs) chuckle every time, and I mean, he doesn't wear elbow pads or anything like that, he's very old school. Lions are winning this game. I... I don't really know what to do because I do the Thursday locks of the week. I guess I'll give a lock for every one of these games. <laughs> the lock that I will give for this game, I am going to say bet the over in this game. I could see some points being scored. I think that Thursday, these Thursday games that are always early, they tend to have a lot of points scored in them. I don't know if the defenses don't get up early enough or what, but the Lions always give up some points on Thanksgiving. It'll be a fun game to watch. I guess with the first of our three bonus locks of the week, give me the under 46 and a
1: half. I also just realized that uh, this week is an NFC North bread of the sandwich. Because we start out, first game of the week is NFC North, and we finish with an NFC North game. So That's correct. I like when things like that happen. It makes my brain happy. Um, Yeah. But moving on to the next game, on Thanksgiving, at 3-30, we have another classic Thanksgiving matchup, which is the 4-7 Washington Commanders. First time the Commanders have played on Thanksgiving. Washington's played on Thanksgiving plenty of times, though. And traveling to the 7-3 Dallas Cowboys, Dallas is favored by 11, 48.5 point over-under, and 96% of the fans have Dallas. So what do you say about this game?
0: Are they just letting Ron Rivera keep his job for the rest of the year for shits and giggles? Like, I I just, at this point, you have Eric Bieniemy already there. Why not just fire Ron and give him the interim tag for the rest of this year? Or hell, don't even put the interim tag on it. Just give him the head coaching job. Because Eric Bieniemy should be the head coach. Ron Rivera, you just lost to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. And don't get me wrong, folks. We have to talk about the Patriots playing them later. But we're not on to that game yet. And my great shame. But right now, what we're talking about is the fact that the commies, they might battle with the Eagles. They don't battle with the Cowboys. The Cowboys put the commies in the dirt each and every time. Sam Howell might throw seven interceptions in this game. Like, he is a turnover-prone machine right now. And Dallas is, they're scary. Like, I, I know that they played Carolina this last week. But ever since they've come off their bye, they have not been effing around. And, I mean, even Tony Pollard scored a touchdown this last week. And once Tony Pollard starts scoring again, there ain't no stopping that Dallas offense. So, yes, give me the Dallas Cowboys in this game. And I, with the second Bonus locks of Thursday Thanksgiving football. Yeah, eat those points. I will gobble, gobble every one of those points up. I don't care if it gets up to like 15. Honestly, I see Dallas winning this game by two touchdowns at least.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Dallas is good this year. And... Like, Dak is having a good year. He said Tony Pollard is having a really good year. And C.D. Lamb is having a career year. And then that defense is just nasty. Um, Yeah, I do not see a world where uh, Washington wins this game. So this will be the cold open for next week. And because now Washington just jinxed Now the commies. But, the uh, commies
0: uh, come, come in today. on Thanksgiving and ruin everybody's turkey day. Okay. Thanksgiving is officially canceled.
1: Yeah, but I have Dallas. I just... Washington's done. Uh, I agree with you, Eric. Manimi. He should probably be the head coach, and I bet you he will be the head coach at, at next season. And I think he's done a really good job with Sam Howell. Um, they need to rebuild that defense now. And obviously getting uh riverboat rod out of there they'll bring in another defensive mind and maybe i mean it sucks that they don't have the pieces that they had because they had a pretty good defense to start this year talent wise but who knows they're gonna get a high draft pick i wouldn't be surprised to see them draft an edge rusher but uh yeah dallas is gonna win on thanksgiving in my opinion
0: I just don't understand. I understand sometimes when they don't fire a coach mid-season because they don't have anyone to replace him or they would just have to do an interim coach for the time. Like last year when the Colts fired, you know, Frank Reich, and then they have to have Jeff Saturday coach their effing team. Like that's why you don't fire a head coach because you have no one at all to fill the void. Once again, they have Eric the enemy to fill the void immediately. Ron Rivera – just lost to the New York Giants and let Tommy DeVito look like the next coming of Drew Brees. Like, how are you not fired? How, 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 how? How are Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley still employed to the NFL teams right now? I know we're not on the Chargers, but we'll get there soon, but damn it, it's so annoying.
1: Makes no sense. The final Thanksgiving game at 7:20 p.m. he's the 7 and 3 San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 6 and 4 Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers are favored by 7 with a 43 and a half point over under and 90% of the fans have San Francisco and I know that I picked Seattle to win this division at the beginning of the year and that was my pick for uh, whatever, crazy, whatever we decided that thing was called. Uh, uh, shocker. Yeah. I don't think that's what um, we called
0: it, Ben. I don't remember either, but hey, I'm going to go with the <laughs> shocker of the year.
1: I don't think Seattle is going to win this game. I think that uh, San Francisco is right back on track, and I know we're not talking about Jacksonville for a couple more uh Games, but uh, how do you feel about what I said last week about Jacksonville? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it was you know. all
1: San Francisco.
0: <laughs> Maybe, but still, I'm still very mad about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have San Francisco in this game. Seattle will put up a fight, but like a lot of teams, the San Francisco is just going to beat them down. They're not, they're not like they were before their bye when they were like losing these crazy games and they're a lot healthier than they were during that time as well. And seems like Brock Purdy is starting to get back in his groove. Uh, Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown again. He did. I have San Francisco in this game for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with, at this point Seattle is another walking wounded team. Geno Smith is banged up. DK Metcalf has been banged up all year. Tyler Lockett's Walker. been banged up all year. Kenneth Walker III is now has no bleak injury. I they, they just, they're gathering uh, medical injuries, like people trying to gather Pokemon cards. And it's just not going well for them. I think even if Geno Smith plays, who knows if he'll make it through the whole game, especially with it being an elbow injury. It's just so hard to protect an elbow being a quarterback. Like with your ribs, you can put on extra padding and all that kind of stuff. With your elbow, you need to be able to flex and move it so you can't, like, overpad your elbow or else you can't play quarterback. So it's just, I think it's a bad situation for Seattle to come into on a short week after a bad loss to the Rams, even though I called it. Just, I'm, I'm worried that Seattle might start imploding here, especially with all these injuries. And I just, I, I, don't, I don't want to keep saying this, but I'm just worried that Geno Smith might turn back into a pumpkin any one of these weeks. He already looked like a pumpkin a couple times this year. And I just I just don't know if you know spent this fool's gold, but give me San Francisco. And with the third and final Turkey Day bonus block of the week, once again, gobble gobble those points, folks. I'll eat minus seven with San Francisco. I just I don't believe in Seattle being able to put up points, especially with one of the worst red zone offenses in the NFL. And you need to put up touchdowns against San Francisco if you make it to the red zone. And Seattle is the worst, one of the worst in the NFL at doing said thing. So give me San Francisco, minus seven. Bonus lock of the week.
1: Yeah, and there's no way Seattle should have lost to the Rams last week. They had that game in hand and they just gave the ball back to the Rams when they should have done better. They definitely yeah. should have done better. They had that game won. And that's what's the most upsetting about it, is that they have two losses this year that I feel like they had the game won, and they just gave it away. But what are you going to do? Here you go. Now we're making history, because for the first time ever, it was a Black Friday game. And that is at 2 p.m. on Friday, the 7-3 and three Miami Dolphins. Traveling to the Tim Boyle led four and six New York Jets, and the Dolphins are favored by seven and a half, 41 and a half over under. 95% of the fans are on the Dolphins. What do you think about this game? Cause I don't think this one's very hard to pick either. <laughs>
0: no, I, and I, I, hate going these first four games. I feel so boring because I just, I'm just taking the favorites. I there's why would I believe in the Tim Boyle led jets? They have, they're, they have no reason to believe in anything that offense can do. I don't think that there's that much of an improvement from Tim Boyle to Zach Wilson. I know Zach Wilson has hit rock bottom, but Tim Boyle might be like what, two? three steps above like this rock bottom that Zach Wilson is at. It's just, I mean, they're bad. And as bad as the Miami Dolphins defense was to begin this year, they've really turned a corner since the bye week. They've only given up 21 points each game or less. And the 21 points they gave up to was Kansas city. And really the defense only gave up 14 of those points because one of those touchdowns was a defensive pick six. So if you look at it that way, they've only given up in the teens since their bye week. And that's, they haven't played the greatest of competition, no. But that's still something. They were giving up a shit ton of yards and points before the bye week and Jalen Ramsey returned. And since he's returned, they're getting interceptions. They are not giving up as many yards. And they're not giving up touchdowns. I think Miami cruises in this game. I know the Jets defense is good, but... It is also to the point of the year where that Jets defense is getting tired. All right, your offense can't put up more than 10 points a game. Like, we have carried you all goddamn year offense. And I guarantee that it's not not that the defense wants to think this way. But in the back of their mind, they're like, Son of a bitch. Just do it yourselves. All right, I've done this all year for you. You want to try and win a game, you go put up 25 points, and we're going to sit back and not do anything for one week. I just, I don't see the Jets even competing in this game. It's, I think it might get ugly. And it sucks that it's the first ever Black Friday game, and it's probably going to be just a rout.
1: Yeah, and when they put this game on Black Friday, like, obviously, you know why. I mean, Aaron Rodgers... But, yeah, that's why every Jets primetime game, it's just sad because you know why they were supposed to be on primetime. But the way everything worked out, Aaron Rodgers says that he wants to return to practice by December 2nd. So if the Jets somehow win this game and win a couple more, like we'll probably see Aaron Rodgers this this season yet. It's crazy. Like, I guess the Jets are really impressed by the tape he's been sending and his workouts, and they say he's way ahead of schedule, which is why there's that conspiracy theory out there that was floated around by Dan Levitard that he didn't really uh, tear his Achilles.
0: Yeah, the doctor but, just lied for him.
1: I don't know. I mean, I saw the video, and I saw the, like, snap up into his calf. Like, something happened. I know that for a fact. But
0: Yeah, I mean I mean maybe everyone should just start doing ayahuasca. If you have a you know Achilles injury, apparently ayahuasca heals it. I don't know Darkness why retreats. I'm not a doctor, but you can't trust me.
1: Darkness retreats. Yeah, I have Miami in this game as well. They finally I mean, they beat the Raiders, which they won the game. I mean, they you won know the game. I mean? like, they That's won what you game. gotta do. So yeah they yeah the jets aren't very good on offense but they will have a test on defense because i don't think the defense is going to give up because there is still a chance for the jets to make the playoffs it would be easy for the jets to make the playoffs because now i think cincinnati is done and i think they just gave up their playoff spot and now the jets need to hold off the bills and which that loss to the bills doesn't look very good now even though they won week One. This recent loss. They could have used that win. Yeah, they could have used that win, but they didn't show up to that game. And, uh, yeah, I have Miami. Easy.
0: If Miami wins this game, I'd be shocked.
1: Now we're moving to Sunday at noon. The 5-5 New Orleans Saints traveling to the 4-6 Atlanta Falcons. Saints are favored by one. 42 and a half point over under 73% of the fans are on the Saints. And yeah, it's a division game. So like, and I still feel like it can go either way. I am going with the Saints too because Desmond Ritter is starting this game. So I mean we don't know about uh Derek Carr though either. Because he's in concussion protocol with his hurt shoulder, which I don't know. I don't get that. But, okay. Uh, That's what he was listed on NFL.com. I looked it up to see if he was going to play. And they have him listed as concussion protocol with an injured shoulder.
0: Smart. I mean, you don't want to risk those concussions with those bum shoulders, man. They, you know, they completely coincide.
1: I... I mean, Jameis Winston, yeah, he didn't do very good when he came in last week. Um, but, I don't know. Atlanta, I think Arthur Smith is trying to get himself fired because they look solid, like, in the first couple weeks. And then they just like, why did we draft B. John Robinson? He's too good. We shouldn't give him the ball. Um, Let's put him on, on punt return. Throw all our wide receivers and never throw it to pits. Eh.
0: Hey, let's, uh, yeah. let's get Heineke in there for a couple weeks, and then let's put him back uh, on the bench for no good reason. Yeah.
1: New Orleans has a better defense. I think they have more offensive weapons. And even with Jameis Winston playing, I still think New Orleans would win.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I hate you, Arthur Smith. I don't know why your mustacheless ass just... <laughs> Hates football. I don't know. I don't know why. What is what is your main objective in this whole thing? Why are you going back to Desmond Ritter? He's garbage. Like, Taylor Heineke, I know. He's my boy. He might have had a little rough start to that game, and then he got hurt last time you were on the field. But that's no reason to go back to Desmond Ritter. Okay, the team was terrible with Desmond Ritter. And ugh, just once again, why won't you let me love you, Atlanta? You just make me want to hate you. And now i got to start wow. Kyle Pitts for the rest of the year in one of my fantasy leagues because Mark Andrews is out. So now I'm tied to you. But I'm picking New Orleans because I hate you, Arthur Smith. I hate you. And Desmond Ritter, you can jog on too because you suck too.
1: I always thought that Arthur Smith's little mustache was silly looking, but how does he look worse without that thing?
0: Yeah, it's it it it, it, hide, it hid his terrible upper lip. And I don't know, it's not even that different from everyone else's upper lip, it seems, but it's horrible. Like, he, look he needs to grow the mustache back. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, would not be surprised to see him lose his job at the end of the year. I don't think it'll happen midseason, but, yeah, I would not be surprised to see him lose his job and uh, the Falcons looking for a quarterback and a head coach next year.
0: Maybe a GM as well. Possibly.
1: Uh they can have our GM. Package GM. I'm an owner. I'll make that
0: trade. Hey, you get on the horn diesel.
1: Now we have at noon on Sunday, the 6 and 4 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the 5 and 5 Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh is only favored by 1 the 34 and a half point over under and 63% have Pittsburgh this game's just sad, so sad. So sad. <laughs> Everything is just making
0: me want to cry.
1: Man, I was watching. On, well, was Thursday night, and I I was really hyped for that game. And when he when Joe Burrow threw that touchdown to Mixon, like, and I saw him like double over in pain. I'm like, oh no, yeah. And then when they showed him throw that. Ball on the sideline, and he just like dropped it and shook his head no. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Is it? Yeah, you can't grip the ball like I don't know. I knew that it was he was done for the whole year, and it, it's sad because I still feel like Cincinnati had a run in them and they possibly could have went back to Super Bowl this year. Oh yeah, but now they're super deflated, and I know they have Browning, who I don't know nothing about. And they still have like a good wide receiver core, and they still have Mixon. But I just I lost all faith in Cincinnati after not having Joe Burrow. But now they're playing the Steelers, who who did they play last week? I can't even remember. They I know they lost that, the
0: Browns, thirteen
1: yeah. to ten. What? A, oh yeah, because we both.
0: Both, picked, we both uh, picked the Browns the,
1: Steelers. the first time. Yep. And then we're like, oh, the Steelers-Browns, of course. You know. We should have known.
0: Should have known. known. Uh,
1: yeah, that game was boring. It was 10-10 to 10 the whole time. And then they just decided at the end of the game, we're going to let the Browns drive down the field to get a last-second field goal to win the game. That's, no, that's how it's supposed to go. Uh, yeah, and that's what got uh, Matt Canada fired. Uh, I did like that Mike Tomlin came out and said that he doesn't consult with management before making decisions like this. This decision is his own. So, I'm like, nice. <laughs> so, basically, you have the Bill Belichick treatment. And, like, I know Bill Belichick's the general manager, but, like, yeah. I mean, he should. He's been there for, a while. I was going to say, Mike Tomlin better
0: well should have the general manager duties there. I mean, he's – if. If it wasn't for Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, he probably would be the best coach in the NFL right now.
1: He had Mike Tomlin has less five, or under 500 seasons than Bill Belichick has because Mike Tomlin has zero.
0: <laughs> Zippo. <laughs> Nada. Which is crazy. Still wild.
1: And we talk about greatest coaches in this generation, and I feel like he always gets overlooked for some reason. Which he shouldn't. He won a Super Bowl, took him to a second Super Bowl. And it's just like, it's all about Phil Belichick and Andy Reid. And then everyone forgets about how good Mike Tomlin's been the whole time he's been with the Steelers. Yeah. And obviously the Hall of Famer first ballot, but.
0: Oh, he damn well better be.
1: I'm just, I'm just talking because I don't know who's going to win this game.
0: (laughs) You want me to go first then? Yeah,
1: you might as well go first.
0: Sure, I will take this one. All right. Steelers. Steelers, offense. The bad man is gone. You know what happened when the bad man left in uh, Las Vegas? Las Vegas pulled their heads out their asses. So, Pittsburgh, it's your time. It is your time. You need to show the world that you're not this bad. Kenny Pickett. You had 106 yards of passing offense this last week against the Browns. And once again, I know the Browns have made basically everyone, Sam's Gardner Minshew, which is a really weird thing to say, look pretty damn horrible. But 106 yards is unforgivable. Jalen Warren, you're a beast. You're doing great. You keep doing you. Najee Harris, Pickens. You two, pull your damn heads out your asses and remember that you're both fast as hell and really strong, okay? They have a good offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals are just a ship without a rudder at this point. You are deflated. You just lost your quarterback. You are now five and five. And I think this is where the boat rocks and things start going overboard. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. And also, with the bronze lock of the week, because I'm going to get a damn Steelers bronze lock of the week right, give me the Steelers and the points, because I'll eat that point and I don't care. I like it. I like it a lot.
1: I think it's really scary that now that they don't have Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, they, what if they didn't win another game this year? And they get a top five pick. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary because Joe Burrow will be back next year. And hopefully he doesn't have any ill effect from his wrist injury. And he goes back to being Joe Burrow. Like they could add another offensive lineman to their offensive line. I doubt that they would get another receiver right away unless it was like Marvin Harrison Jr. I could see it then. But. They're not going to get quarterback. They could even trade out of that spot. And yeah. So this could also be a blessing in disguise and maybe even lead to more success.
0: Success down the road. This is a failure for today for a success for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, things you don't plan, but sometimes work out better for you.
0: Yeah. Well, Bronze lock of the week, folks. Get the Steelers. Game,
1: next game. I do not want to watch it all. It is the one and nine Carolina Panthers traveling to the three and seven Tennessee Titans. This game's at noon on Sunday. It's a three and a half point favor for Tennessee. 37.5 point over under. 89% of everyone is picking Tennessee as well as I am because Carolina's bad. And I don't know how they beat Houston. Like, it's just, I don't get it. Houston's better than that. Houston would be tied with Jacksonville right now if they would have won that game. Which is nuts and spoiler alert. We're going to get to see those two teams play against
0: each other this weekend.
1: This weekend.
0: Um, Get to talk about it a little later.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I have Tennessee in this game. Even though they're 3-7, and they're playing Carolina and they're at home. Maybe this will be a get-right game for Will Levis because he hasn't really looked great since his debut. But this is the game to do it in. Like, figure some things out. I know you're young, but, like, this is the team to do it against. I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina came into Tennessee and beat them because, I mean, Carolina has a couple pieces here and there. But I don't know. I also don't know if Tennessee's in tank mode. That could be possible too. And if they're in tank mode, that's even scarier to pick Tennessee, but I'm still going with it.
0: Yeah, this is a. This is as much of a coin flip game as you can get. You have Bryce Young, who just doesn't look like Bryce Young anymore. Doesn't look like the Bryce Young who was playing college football last year. That's for damn sure. Taking on the Mayo man, Will Levis, who. Looked like a phenom for two weeks and then crash back to Earth real, real freaking hard. I just, these teams are both really bad. I don't, I guess as it's a coin flip and just for shits and gigs to have a little fun, I don't think Carolina is going to lose every one of the rest of their games. So they got to get some wins somewhere. And once again, I don't think it's going to be in the division because I think the division is going to beat up on them. So they beat an AFC South team last time. So screw it. Why not? I will take the Carolina Panthers to win this game. I don't, I don't have any good reasons for it. I don't think Chuba Hubbard's very good. And, I mean, for all the shit that I gave to Bryce Young, he is literally throwing to no one besides a 500-year-old Adam Thielen. So, I mean, what do you expect? He has no offensive line. He has no weapons. Of course he's going to look like shit. But I know I don't we care. brought
1: it up before, but I know in hindsight is a powerful thing. But like, really, if they could go back, they probably wouldn't have made that trade for the number one overall pick. Not at I all. I mean, they could have got CJ Stroud and they got they Anthony have Richardson.
0: Happy. They could have traded down and got Anthony Richardson for God's sakes, like
1: that too. Yeah, and they would have been happy with Stroud, and they'd still have DJ Moore. I never. Like, when I, like, I thought it was a fair trade until I saw DJ Moore was involved. It's like, why would you draft a quarterback that you want to be your franchise quarterback and then get rid of a top 10 receiver in the league? Yeah,
0: yeah why would you trade away basically all of your draft picks to get the quarterback? But then, since you don't have any draft picks, you need to keep any weapons that you do have because you don't have any ammunition to go get other weapons.
1: Yeah, general manager should be fired for that, like, right now. That was a horrible move. That was dumb. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen.
0: But Carolina's going to win this game, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well then, uh, let's move to the next game. On Sunday at noon, we have the 4-6 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the 5-5 five five Indianapolis Colts. Indy is favored by 2 with a 42.5 point over-under. And 65% of the fans are picking Indianapolis. And I'm going against the fans this week. Because Baker time. I mean, Baker has been playing good. Like I told you last week against San Francisco, the game was washed. That game doesn't matter. This division's up for grabs. I still think that Tampa Bay is going to win this division. Um, Yeah. Uh, But they need to win games like this against Indy. Like, everyone knew there was no way that Tampa Bay was going to go into San Francisco and beat San Francisco. Yeah. This is an easy one I mean it's not an easy one but like it's easy for me to say that they need to win this game otherwise their division hopes aren't like scrapped but they're making it a lot harder on themselves so I got Tampa Bay in this game because I think that Indy is beat up uh, Gardner Minshew is a wild card he might be really good but then he might just not even show up Jonathan Taylor has got his legs back under him Would like it if they, for fantasy reasons, would start giving it back to Moss, but what are you going to do? I got Tampa Bay in this game.
0: Well, uh, we don't have to, we already have about to have two games different. It took us all the way till the three o'clock games to have any games different last week. And this week, we're already at two because I disagree vehemently. I think Indy is at home. They're coming off their bye week. I think that I can't remember exactly what it is, but the teams that play San Francisco the week after also lose basically every single time because San Francisco's defense just beats the piss out of you. They are so many strong-willed individuals who are just so gosh damn fast and gosh damn strong. They just, they take it out of you and Tampa Bay has to go on the road to Indianapolis. It's in a dome, and it's always hard to play in Indy. They are so much faster there, and sometimes the other teams aren't ready for it because if you don't play in a dome, you're not used to that just, quote-unquote, extra speed it gives you because just the artificial turf. I don't just Teams play faster there. Indy, I think, might house Tampa Bay in this game, and though I still, once again... Don't think it effing matters because you're right, Diesel. This division is still going to 1,000% be up for grabs in these last few weeks when these teams all play each other one more time. So, yeah, I don't think it really matters, but I am going to take the Indianapolis Colts. And with a bonus lock of the week, yeah, eat those points. I think that they easily win this game by a touchdown.
1: And now we're talking about the game that Chad doesn't want to talk about because it is at noon on Sunday, the 2-8 New England Patriots traveling to somehow a team that has more wins than them. The 3-8 and eight New York Giants. Somehow New England is still favored even traveling by three and a half points, 33 and a half point over under. And 68 uh, percent of the fans have the Giants. What are your thoughts on this game? Who is going to be quarterback on Sunday for New England?
0: Well, if you ask Mister Belichick, he will say that he'll tell you on Sunday. So, I, I I don't know. I the fact that Mac Jones just came out today and said that he was confident that he would be the starting quarterback again this Sunday made me want to vomit everywhere. And I'm I, I, I don't I don't know how to feel about this game. Once again, during the game, I'm 100% 1,000 percent going to say be rooting for the Patriots to win this game because I can't. I, I don't know how I'm going to feel if and when they lose to Tommy DeVito and the New York football Giants. But also, if they do lose to the Giants, that means we once again, really are a bad team and we move up even farther in the draft order. So it'd be kind of great to lose to the giants, but gosh, damn the the giants are so bad. And I know they, they just won a game against the commies this last week, but let's, let's look at everything. Yeah. Let's, let's look at everything else. Tommy DeVito has done so far in his NFL career, which is absolutely nothing. He is, He's not very good at this thing called football, and I, I don't actually know how he even like. Did he? Did he like send in some just like tape that wasn't his? Is that how he got signed to a practice squad? Is this? Is this a catch me if you can situation where he's not even a real NFL or a quarterback at all, and he just faked it this whole time, and now the spotlight's on him because he's well, bad.
1: The only thing I know is on Wikipedia they have it listed as position is handoff specialist, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah. I... I I am going to pick... I have to pick New England in this game. I I have to. I've picked against New England many times this year, but there's just... There's no way that they lose to Tommy DeVito and the New York football giants. And if they do, the only consolation I have is that we are really going to get a much better draft pick, but I, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to, I, I might, I might throw something. I just, the fact that Tommy DeVito is very likely going to beat the Patriots this Sunday is, it's, this is a rough year. This is really bad. This is, this is worse than I actually thought it was going to be. I knew the Patriots weren't going to be great this year. And I know I said in the way too early predictions that they were going to get second in this division, but that was that was just my heart talking. I knew in my brain they were going to be bad, but I I, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. This is, this is rough. This is rough, folks.
1: I'm going with New England as well because I don't believe in the Giants at all. I mean, Saquon had a huge week last week, and that's why they won. I just don't see it happening two weeks in a row. And I don't think that Bill Belichick would ever tank. I just, like, he still looks on the sideline like he's coaching to win every single game. They're coming off of a bye, so hopefully they're rested up. I just, I believe in New England more than I believe in the Giants. I just the Giants aren't good. Even with Daniel Jones at quarterback, I would still be tempted to take New England. Um, yeah. I. There's some games this week that are just like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, uh Hopefully they're good because they're so bad. But
0: Yeah. It yeah, could be a real good week to take a lot game. of unders.
1: Finally, for the 12 o'clock games... On Sunday, we have the 7-3 Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the 6-4 Houston Texans. Jacksonville is favored by one point with a 46.5 point over-under and 58% of the ESPN fan vote goes to Jacksonville, and this is another tough one to pick because my brain is telling me Jacksonville, but my heart is telling me Houston. And my gut is kind of telling me Houston as well. I think that C.J. Stroud has just been a beast. And I think that also Jacksonville redeemed themselves last week after getting stomped by San Francisco and looked like a team that they, didn't, they haven't looked like that all season long. Like yeah. they, Sunday, they they won that game like easily. And they look like they're oh, that game was over after
0: the first quarter. Like, I mean, there was no fight in the Tennessee Titans at all.
1: Was he already dead? Oh, man, this one's tough because I liked the Houston Texans this year. I didn't have very much hope for them coming into the season. Thought they do better than last year, but I thought that better would be like four, five wins tops. And through 10 games, they've already, already won six. They right now are in the playoffs, and the season ended today. It's it's at Houston. I'm gonna go Houston, and I think because it's barn burner. That's what this game is, and that's this is this is the division right here. These are the teams that are fighting for the division, and wouldn't it be something if Houston went from the second overall pick? last year, and then won the division next year with drafting C.J. Stroud, getting D'Amico Ryans. Like, I have a feeling next year's going to be a down year for them. So they uh, they better ride this high as long as they can. So right, I'm going to go Houston. My gut's telling me Houston. I'm going to listen to it this time. Yeah.
0: I think this is, yeah, this is another one of those. This is a coin flip game, but in the opposite respect of the other coin flip games that I bitch about, this is a coin flip game where I think both of these teams are good teams, good to very good teams. And thus, since they are playing each other, it could go either way. I think that the reason I am going to take Jacksonville in this game is because CJ Stroud, Well, did win the game this last week, did show a little bit of that rookiness in his uh, game by throwing three interceptions in it, and two of them being red zone interceptions on very, very bad force passes. I'm taking Jacksonville because I think that the defense of Jacksonville can force Stroud into a few of those situations in critical moments. But what I really love about this game is the Silver Lock of the Week, which is take the over, folks, for the Silver Lock of the Week. I did that in a really weird way. I'm sorry. I'm still very tired. But take the over in this game, folks, because I think this is. This is a shootout, a back-and-forth affair, and I think this will be the primo game for the 12 o'clock games this week of a bunch of, lackluster affairs there's not a lot of fun in the 12 o'clock games this week so hopefully this one will deliver and i think it will so please take the over and win some money on it and give me jacksonville to win because i just don't think i think houston still makes the playoffs as a wild card team but i just don't think they're ready to usurp the jacksonville jaguars yet as the kings of the afc south
1: i'm the king 305 5 Sunday Cleveland Browns 7 and 3 are traveling to the 5 and 5 Denver Broncos. Denver is favored by a point and a half with a 36 and a half point over under, but 57% of the fans are with Cleveland. And and this game is another tough one because Cleveland can't score points.
0: Nope.
1: But they also don't allow give up ones. any. And Denver has been up and down with scoring points lately. Uh, this one's another tough one. It's, I can see why Denver is favored because of the fact Cleveland has been having a lot of trouble scoring points lately.
0: And has the longest win streak in the NFL right now.
1: That, which is also crazy. Is it four games? Four games. Um, Which they beat the team... That had the longest winning streak, which, to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's Uh, the way it goes. (laughs) I I learned that
0: from a formerly great man, now just a very, very old man.
1: Yeah, bag of leather. Uh, (laughs) Woo! Uh, Who you got in this game?
0: Man, jeez. I really... In the Denver Broncos four game winning streak, I have definitely picked against them every single time. And it's lost me four straight games. And it's let Diesel either stay in it or gain games on me because I just refuse to pick them.
1: That's not true no, you picked them against the
0: Packers, didn't you? No, I picked the Packers I thought. Well you keep talking, I'm going to look it up. Okay, you check. I might maybe I did pick the uh Denver no, Broncos. You picked the
1: Packers, you're right.
0: Yeah, I thought I did. I was like, I have not picked the Denver Broncos at all because I just don't believe in them still. And I've said that Sean Payton should be fired. He's definitely not getting fired after this four-game winning streak.
1: Last week was the first week I took Denver, though.
0: (laughs) You should have talked yourself into it two weeks before that because you would have got a whole many more games on me. I'm still picking against Denver. I think Cleveland's defense is that good. I don't think their offense is, but... I can see them. I know that Russell Wilson actually leads the NFL in touchdowns to interception ratio this year. I think he's only thrown like four interceptions all year, but I can definitely see this being a game where Mr. Wilson comes back to earth and doesn't look like the Russell Wilson of old. He once again, looks like the Russell Wilson that we got all of the beginning of this year and most of last year. Trash, trash.
1: trash. Uh, I don't know who to pick in this game, honestly. I, if Cleveland had a quarterback, they could easily be a Super Bowl team. They, even without uh, Nick Chubb, I still believe they could be a Super Bowl team. They just don't have a quarterback. They are on their third stringer. And even though, I mean, he's trying, like, he's trying, but the rest of the team, it just, they're not clicking. And I don't know Denver, it's in Denver. I'm gonna go with Denver because of all the times I went against them and it could bite me this time, but I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I would be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if it was under 36 and a half points. yeah, and I know that's a low over under, but like with what we saw last week between both of these teams, I know Denver scored 21. But Denver has been known to, like, hang around, like, 16 points a lot this season, 16, 17 points. So I could definitely see the under hitting in this game. I am taking Denver.
0: So fun fact, I also have the schedule pulled up on my phone just in case I don't pay attention to what you're talking and I forget what two teams are playing because I'm a little tired. So I need the backup here. But I just happened to look at that because you were talking about how that's a really low under. And I'm not going to look up the stack because I have to do this edited really fast turnaround, folks, because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. So I probably won't look it up. But it's wild. There are four games on Sunday that have an under that is 36 points or less in the NFL in 2023. That is insanity. That doesn't make any damn sense.
1: It is crazy. But the next game is crazy as well. Because we have the oh, – sudden update the freaking record for this one. Whatever the Los Angeles Rams are, I think that's – Four and weeks. six. Four and six. And the two and eight? Nine. Cardinals? Arizona two Cardinals? Uh, two and nine. I don't remember anymore. Uh, yeah. The there is no favor in this game. This is a straight pick 'em, which at first I'm like, What? But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, Oh, it makes sense. Cardinals yeah. have been playing a lot better lately. Uh, the yeah, Rams have not. <laughs> the Rams have not been playing good at all. I'm going to go with Arizona in this game. They're at home. Tyler has been playing really well his first two games back. Like, Dobbs and whoever played the week Kyler didn't play totally forgot that they have Hollywood Brown on their team. And Kyler Murray's like no.
0: That's my boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I'm gonna throw him a ball. Because they yeah. played college ball together, didn't they? Did they? They could have. I want to say that they played college football together.
1: Um and uh Connors is back too. And he didn't do too shabby this past weekend. I don't like the Rams. I don't know the Rams. Well, the Rams just beat Seattle. I don't know. It, I can see why this is a pick'em, but uh, I'm gonna go Arizona.
0: I, I really I want to go with the Rams. I do, but I think losing Cooper Cup again is is going to be a really really bad death sentence for this team. This offense was it was clicking once Cooper Cup came back and they had. Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup all going at once. They were they were killing people. But the minute Cooper Cup went back down with injury, don't get me wrong, Nakua is still doing pretty solid, and maybe Tutu picks it back up now that he gets a few more targets. But I don't know. They they just they don't look the same as they did for that nice little brief winning streak they had at the beginning part of the year. And don't get me wrong, I know that they just won this game this last week against Seattle, but it wasn't pretty. And they didn't deserve to win that game because that final field goal that Seattle missed was a very makeable field goal. And I don't really know how he pulled it. I, I really thought it was over and that the Rams were going to lose that game. But then they didn't. And this week, the Rams are going to lose this game. Because I think the Cardinals are going to go on a nice little winning streak here and keep it going. They uh, Kyler Murray's looking solid. He's not looking great yet, but he's just getting his legs back under him. And yeah. He's got Hollywood Brown, who he throws the ball to more than anyone else. And also, Croft, the tight end, is looking like one hell of a steal. So, I don't know. They seem like a more complete team at the moment. Even though, in some respects, I feel like they kind of wish they were probably losing these games. Because they need a lot of pieces to fix the rest of the team. But it is what it is, and I think they get the win. I
1: don't remember if I said over, under, and fan percentage, because... Yeah, I just don't remember, so I'm going to say it again. The over-under was 44.5, and 77% are on the Rams.
0: Wow. That's actually kind of shocking. Yeah. You're dumb, America.
1: So, so stupid. <laughs> uh, moving on. 325 on Sunday. We have the 7-3 and three Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the 5-6 and six Las Vegas Raiders the Chiefs are favored by nine hopefully they score all those points in the first half with the 44 and a half point over under and 96 percent of the fans are on the Chiefs and the Chiefs are 32nd in second half offense which they proved that once again on Monday Night Football by not scoring a single point in the second half in the first half they looked like they had that game like one they were in the, the better team easily in the first half and the eagles didn't even play great in the second half they just played good enough and the chiefs weren't scoring so it was it wasn't that hard to catch them when you're only down by 10 so yeah who do you got in this game i'll let you go first i feel like i'll let you go first in a little bit
0: i feel that I mean, Kansas City clearly could have won the game this last week, and probably should have won the game against the Eagles. Should have won that
1: game. MVS was wide open, wide open, wide open. Uh, He and it wasn't even like he had to reach for the ball; it was dropped right into his hands.
0: Perfect throw, yeah, perfect throw. And I mean, but the Eagles would have had some time on the clock had that happened. So you just you don't know something could have happened, and the Eagles still could have won the game.
1: And Swift. Was tearing it up, too. And can't
0: forget about Devontae Smith. Yeah. No Goddard, though. No Goddard. But so the the game was far from over at that moment. But regardless, the Raiders might be playing better. We got a moral victory this last week by holding it close against Miami and making Miami play all the way into the fourth quarter against them. This week, yeah, not, not so much. This is a division game. And I think that... The Raiders are going to come out swinging because they especially want to show that I think they really want to get Antonio Pierce, the full-time coaching job. So I think they are going to play really, really hard in this game. And I think the nine points is far too much, but I do think Kansas city wins this game by a touchdown, but I just don't think they win by two scores. I think they win by yeah like between five and seven points, but not not nine nine is a lot in a division game and especially when you're going to vegas okay if it was in kansas city sure but this vegas team is playing hard for antonio pierce and crosby that kansas city line does not look good this year and max crosby might be just hanging out with patrick mahomes in the backfield all game and if taylor swift ain't in vegas then travis kelce can't play football anymore and she'll probably be in Brazil or Honduras or Paris. I don't know. She's a busy woman. She's got a very busy touring schedule. Yeah. But give me Kansas City. Sorry if I didn't say that yet.
1: Can you explain that again with, by using those nuggies? that's <laughs> uh, a great commercial. I think that Kansas City's defense is just too good against – Aiden O'Connell, you know they have stupid Devontae little mustache. Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Devontae Adams hasn't had a good year. Not, not his fault. Um, I think that he's just playing for a bad team, and Josh McDaniels threw everything off. And I don't know. I do like that Josh Jacobs, since McDaniels has been gone, has been getting the ball a lot more, and he's been playing some good football and looking like the running back that led the league in rushing last year. Uh, Hunter Renfro is actually getting the ball thrown to him some more as well. I don't know what Josh McDaniels was doing. It's, yeah. Uh, but I have Kansas City in this game because the, I think that their defense is that good. Chris Jones got a couple of sacks on Jalen Hurts on Monday night. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got kansas city in this game
0: yeah without question and i mean if though it would be the year for patrick mahomes to lose because he hadn't lost the division game before so why not lose another one now well, if not now when at
1: 325 the last of the afternoon games on sunday we have the six and five buffalo bills traveling to the nine and one philadelphia eagles eagles are favored by three and a half 47 and a half point over under 85% are on the Eagles, Neither am I, because I'm, I'm not a believer in Buffalo. We've talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, yeah, they played good last week, but they also played the Jets. They just – I – yeah. Philadelphia, I mean, they're really good but their 9-1 record kind of feels a little false because they should have lost to Dallas. They should, probably should have lost to Kansas City. MVS makes that catch, as we just said. They,
0: they should have lost, lost one of their they games against the Commies. That.
1: Yeah, they should have lost that overtime game against the Commies yes. as well. It's funny that their one loss is against the Jets. The Jets beat both of these teams.
0: Yeah, it's true, <laughs> weirdly enough.
1: I uh, just... I like Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Cause you don't know who's going to be the game like changer. Like it could be, like we said, it could be Brown. It could be Swift. It could be Jalen Hurts. It could be Devontae Smith. It, yeah, their defense is up and down. It's not as highly touted as it was last year, but there's still a really good squad. And uh, Nick uh, Sirianni, is I believe he's a good coach. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl again this year. They're definitely gonna be in contention, obviously. They're just short of a playoff spot. Like you're officially officially clinching. I mean there's only a few weeks left. Nine wins doesn't get you in, but if they lost out nine and eight, they probably won't get in. But,
0: oh, got but if, you know, you get you get to eleven and uh six though. And uh that'll that'll probably get you in.
1: Oh yeah,
0: uh, but did you see the video of Sirianni leaving the Kansas City stadium? No, uh, he was just—he's—he's like, he's a wild guy. He was just screaming. He was like, "Oh, don't not so loud now, Kansas City, see ya." <laughs> he's just like walking <laughs> through the tunnel, like just yelling about it. But yeah, I am. I'm also one thousand percent all over the Eagles this week, and this is the golden lock of the week. Eat those points. Because while I'm down on the Eagles, I think they are a pretty darn good team this year. And I do agree that their 9-1 and record is a little bit fraudulent. But they are still definitely one of the better teams in the NFL. And probably the best team in the NFC, at least. So, I just, I don't think Buffalo is very good this year. And I think last week against the Jets was a bit of fool's gold. And I think this week, once again, Josh Allen probably throws, you know, two or three interceptions against this Philadelphia-led offense. It's in Philadelphia. Josh Allen just, he still threw an interception against the Jets. I know they blew him out, but he still had a turnover. And if you do that against the Eagles, they're going to make you pay. And I just, I don't have any faith in Buffalo. So golden lock of the week, eat those points.
1: Hi. Two things. I am proud of myself for not calling Nick Sirianni Kevin Stefanski this week.
0: Very proud of and,
1: you as well. Oh man, now I lost my other point.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: It was something about the Eagles. I promise you that much.
0: Good. Oh good. Yeah, 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 I remember
1: now. I think uh, it's next week, or the next coming weeks, we will find out who the best team in the NFC is because I believe it's Philadelphia versus San Francisco coming up real soon. So, sign me up for that game.
0: It is next week.
1: Yeah, I, I heard a, I heard it was coming up. So, sign me up for that game. That game should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, that's
0: that's that's a preview for next week that we can talk about that then.
1: Sunday night football. We've been waiting all day for Sunday night because we have the eight and three Baltimore Ravens. Traveling to the four and six Los Angeles Chargers. Baltimore is only favored by four with a 46.5 point over under, and 89% of the fans are going with Baltimore. I mean, I guess I can see why they're favored by four traveling cross country, just losing Mark Andrews. Um, OBJ has been balling lately, but he also is banged up. Um, Lamar Jackson is also banged up. Uh, He went in the blue tent on Thursday Night Football, but he ended up not missing any of the game. Yeah, and the Chargers did not play good against the Packers. They did not look good at all. And, I mean, we know who you're picking, so you might as well just go with it.
0: All right, yep. Uh, Baltimore Ravens lock of the week. Yeah, throw it up on the board. Eat the points. Don't care about that. I, the Ravens are so hurt right now. They are just losing, dropping like flies left and right. They just need to survive this game, okay? They have a bye week next week. They're already on a semi-quasi-bye since they didn't play since last week, Thursday, and they get all the way till Sunday night. They are going to destroy the Chargers. The Chargers' defense is atrocious okay I know Jordan Love has been looking a little bit better week to week but once again it was his first ever 300-yard passing game and who did they give it up to the Chargers because the Chargers just can't play defense even though they have a defensive-minded coach and a shit ton of weapons on defense I know that Bose is going on the IR that also really sucks for the Chargers because now now they don't even have their best player anymore Lamar and company, no matter who the hell's out there, is going to rip that defense up. And they're going to put up points. It's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is, please, Ravens, please, 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 just survive this game. This is the only game you have to play from now until December 10th, okay? You just got to make it through this week and get to the bye week. Semi-healthy so you could all rest up. Just please, no one blow an ACL. No one rupture an Achilles. Just please stay healthy. Destroy the Chargers. Get the fuck out of there. And go home and rest for a couple weeks. You need it. Baltimore Ravens lock of the week. Eat however many points it is. Doesn't matter. Brandon Staley, get fired. All right? Please get fired.
1: I really wanted him to get fired after the Packer game. I wanted the Packers to be the reason why he got fired. But it didn't happen. So, I, I'm still holding out hope that it's going to happen midseason. Um, I don't know why they haven't done it yet. I mean, they're still in the playoff race. Like, like I said earlier, with Cincinnati losing Joe Burrow, I think that they are handing their spot to somebody else. It's like Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket like who's going to find it. And I the got Chargers a golden ticket. Team if the Chargers could be that team if they had a capable coach. Um Baltimore isn't losing this game even with traveling across country. Yeah, their defense is depleted, Chargers defense is depleted. Justin Herbert's playing with a broken finger still even though I thought it's not his non-throwing hand. You know that's been giving them some issues. Uh, Keenan Allen, like I don't know what Keenan Allen was doing on something. He had made some good plays, and then he just dropped him. He dropped a touchdown, and that's not Keenan Allen. Like uh, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is the slowest starting running back in the league. He had the, <laughs> he had the run where like he broke free, and I'm like, he looks like oh, he's AJ Dillon out there. Like he's just like trucking, and it's like. Like, Aaron Jones would have been gone, but yeah. (laughs) I think he's lost a step. Yeah, I think that next year's Chargers are going to look a lot different. I don't think they're going to have Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler next year, so I'm interested to see what happens in the offseason. But, yeah, Baltimore's going to win this game, and they do need to hold it together because, yeah, that buy would be big if they can come out of this game unscathed. Losing Mark Andrews for the rest of the year is not a nail in the coffin. But, I mean, ugh, it's it's putting them against the odds even more. So, yeah, I, I hate to see it. This week sucked with injuries. There's so many injuries this week. It's just like every game you watched, it's like a big name went down. And yep. it's just, yeah, I hope that the injury bug is done with. And we can play the rest of the season, pretty much. Like, I mean, obviously people are going to get hurt still, but not as bad. Hopefully,
0: let um, so have a Thanksgiving miracle and everyone yeah. stays healthy for the entire Thanksgiving day and weekend of games.
1: And we have the last game, Monday Night Football. The three and eight Chicago Bears are traveling to the six and five Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota's favored by 3.5, 44.5 point over under, and the fan vote has Minnesota. I don't, I don't know. I I said last week, I was, I said there's no way that Chicago is going to beat the Lions. Then I also said it was a division game, so I wouldn't be surprised. And I kind of, I don't feel like there's no way Chicago would beat Minnesota because they're depleted, but Justin Jefferson is. Right now, still up in the air, but he could play. That would definitely help him out if he did play. Uh, they I only have it. till
0: next week to activate him, or else he has to go on the season-ending IR. So he's got to come back this week or next week.
1: But, I mean, if he's really like hurt, though, I mean, put him on the season-ending IR. Kirk Cousins is already hurt. Uh, sidebar, I read an interesting article this week that I don't believe is true, but uh, the Packers are a dark horse favorite to sign Kirk Cousins in the offseason. You know what? I'm all for it. If that happened, I would not be mad about that. But I don't think that would happen. I still think that he's going to be signed with the Vikings because I think this injury, the Vikings need a quarterback, and I don't think people are going to be willing to give him as much money as they would have if he wouldn't have blown out his Achilles. And who knows? He might not even be ready for the start of the season next year. So...
0: You just don't know exactly. You don't know how it heals, and he's a little bit old on the older side, but maybe he'll go with the ayahuasca and the darkness it's retreats, what true. Aaron Rodgers did.
1: I also would not be surprised to see Josh Dobbs as the starter of the Minnesota Vikings next year either. With getting an offseason under his belt, Like I think he's pretty capable at being a starting quarterback in this league. He has a great story. Um, and his
0: parents are definitely not aliens. I promise you they're 100% not, not aliens.
1: I'm going Minnesota in this game because Chicago just, they're not good. They're not good. Uh, that's pretty much the only reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I want to pick Chicago. I really do. You know how much I enjoy Justin Fields. I like watching him play. And he balled out this week against the you know Detroit Lions and did everything that he should have done to win a football game. Justin Fields deserved to get a win coming back from injury but he didn't because the bears suck and matt Eberflus is a terrible coach and deserves to be fired so 100 I mean, should be fired yeah i don't uh i don't love the vikings once again i i just uh, i don't really care for them very much josh dobbs you lost me more money because i had i didn't bet on you this last week Because I told y'all I'm on a hiatus until December and I I stuck to my guns. I didn't put any bets in this last week, so you can all be proud of me. But I'm still mad at you from a few weeks ago. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think that Josh Dobbs did enough to win the game this last week against Denver. And Denver just somehow pulled a rabbit out of their hat and they got that game. I don't think that the Chicago Bears have said rabbit or even said hat. So I think that... The Vikings get back on track and once again continue their push for the playoffs because yeah, yeah Chicago just kind of sucks this year. Also, and They're going to have some really good draft picks.
1: I think Minnesota is upset with themselves for losing that game to Denver, but they're also upset with Chicago for not holding on to that lead against Detroit. Like yeah. imagine if they beat Denver, Chicago beats Detroit, they're a game out of the lead of the division. Yeah. So, I think they're going to take out all their aggression in Chicago, and I probably won't even tune in.
0: <laughs> no, I, as I as I said a couple weeks ago, Monday Night Football kind of kind of done with you. You know, they had this uh, last week's game with the Kelsey Bowl once again, and now I don't I don't really think uh, I'm going to watch much more Monday Night Football. <laughs> well, the Packers play the
1: Giants on Monday Night Football in a few weeks, so I'll definitely be tuning in that week especially because that's a winnable game for the Packers.
0: <laughs> but I I will not be watching Tommy DeVito on no, Monday Night Football. Don't that lie, sounds horrible. You'll
1: probably be watching and texting me. Yes, I will.
0: You know I will. Uh, I always say I'm not going to watch it, and then you're the only one who ever actually holds Pat when you say, yeah, I might skip that game. I always say I'm going to skip the game, and then I never do.
1: No, I don't always hold Pat. It just depends on what I have on the back burner, like – there's an interesting show that Emily and I are watching, or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that tonight instead because I don't need to see the Panthers versus the Bears on Thursday Night Football. What? Nobody needs to see that.
0: <laughs> no, no one did except for me because I watched it.
1: <laughs> well, Ow. final thoughts for this week.
0: I just hit he my had... elbow and it hurt.
1: We have four games different, so we're going to split again.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: I am thankful for this podcast so we can talk about football and make ourselves look smart and dumb all at the same time because 60% plus is nothing to scoff at, but at the same time, we make the dumbest picks. And... <laughs> Just yeah, we're idiots. So uh, I'm thankful for everyone, all six of you that watch this podcast on
0: YouTube. They're the Best
1: uh, anyone that listens. Want to say thank you to Tom because I know he's watching and listening. So uh, he's probably Hi, Tom. listening. Tom. Tom doesn't go on YouTube. I don't even know if Tom knows what YouTube is. To be honest, Tom
0: does watch on YouTube. He comments every week.
1: Oh well, I don't look at the comments. Sorry, Tom. God. I'm so thankful for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just, I told out. him last week. that are the light man. of our. You're totally <laughs> the light of our life, and you're telling him you don't even read the comments. You're the worst. <laughs> cut it out. No. Not a chance.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm also. I don't know. This is the first year in my life where I'm not excited for Thanksgiving. I just. I'm usually like, yeah, turkey, pecan pie, all this stuff, but it's like, I'm just. Yeah, So maybe it'll be a really good Thanksgiving because of that, because my expectations are so low.
0: So low. Yeah, that's that's a good thought. I'm uh, I'm thankful for, yes, all of you, our listeners for this podcast and, you know, obviously for my family and everything like that. But I'm also just thankful for football in general. It gives me something to stress about that isn't my normal life, that I have no control over, that adds multiple gray hairs to my head and pounds to my stomach without me being able to do anything about it. But I love you anyways, football. You are, like, just scorned lover, and I just keep coming back to you, even though you just keep slapping me in the face every time. Love you, football. Got
1: about the peptic ulcers and brain tumors.
0: I did. I did. I just, you know, I don't like to bring up the those ones, because those are just, you know, you just bury it down inside. You don't have to think about it.
1: Well, on that note, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hopefully, well, in America, yeah. uh, hopefully you get your turkey naps, and you have. time. are you gonna to spend do some social media time. stuff, or? Oh yeah, uh, it was, I was just I wasn't gonna sign off yet. I, I think just, you I was might have. finishing off. I was finishing up the final thoughts. You interrupted me when I was talking about turkey naps. If you must, put the social media stuff up. Do
0: it now. Yeah. Put the social media stuff up. Uh, yes, follow me here. Follow Diesel there. Follow the show down there. Make sure if you would like to listen to the audio-only format, follow and listen on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Otherwise, make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, subscribing here on the YouTube machine. And this week, comment on... What was, if you're watching this before Thanksgiving, the thing you were most excited for to eat on Thanksgiving? Or if you're watching this after Thanksgiving, comment, what was the best thing you did eat at your Thanksgiving this year? And yes, a happy Turkey Day to all of you, our U.S. listeners. And everyone else who isn't in the U.S. and listening to this, well, I hope you have a great Thursday and enjoy the just entire week of football that you get for no reason other than... We stole a bunch of land from sticks. some Native Americans.
1: I like both of our answers. On that note, let's just watch some football.
0: Uh, this has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media Envisioning Excellence on a Global Scale.